Lutz Radio. Games. Lore. I did it again. Stories. I hit the wrong one. Community. Just press play. I should probably... I should probably change the buttons. Oh well. That's a pit boy. Alright, here we go. Let's do it for real. Oh! What are you doing? I'll tell you what you're doing. You're listening to the Elder Scrolls. Lorcas! Either you are... Or I'll be skipping rope with your entrails. Ta-ta. This podcast is brought to you by our patrons at patreon.com slash Elder Scrolls Lorecast. Robots Radio. Games. Lore. Stories. Community. Just press play. Welcome to the Elder Scrolls Lorecast, the podcast where we explore the amazing universe of the Elder Scrolls. Adventurers, welcome to the Elder Scrolls Lorecast. This is your host Tom. I'm or robots. You can call me either. <laughs> I'm here with Lotus. Lotus is feeling better. Lotus got I'm, better. I'm back. I've defeated Periate since the last. Man, it's been several shows. Um, yeah, just uh, thanks for everybody who like uh, sent me nice messages and stuff like that. Uh, yeah, I was just uh, in not so great shape for a while uh, with a just. A deluge of individual things that just kind of all stacked together and kind of laid me out pretty hard, but I'm doing much better. So, um, yeah, I was happy to record Tales last week, but we had to keep it short because I could only speak for like an hour before I got kind of winded. Oh, no. Um, oh. But I'm doing even better than that now. So like, we're good to go. And now I'm super excited because we've got new Elder Scrolls Online stuff. Yeah. Oh, we've got all sorts of fun stuff to talk about today. And I'm glad that you're feeling better just in time to talk about all the new reveals we have for the yeah. new season of ESO. And even if you're not an ESO player, you might want to stick around for this one because there's some big reveals about some big lore stuff. And they've I mean, they're hinting at certain things, but there are definitely some things to talk about. Yeah. And I'm excited. I'm excited to get through this. So what we're going to do is we are going to pull up some of the clips from today's reveal and then Lotus and I are going to comment on them and share our views and some of more of our speculation and any of that. So stuff. the only thing that's going to be a little interesting, too, because we usually we do our best to stay away from spoilers. We do the same thing on Tales unless we specifically have a spoiler episode. Um, unless you plan on just literally not looking at commercials. <laughs> right, right. They just like dropped the ending of the last chapter um without context so like still worth playing as you and i were talking about playing necrom to kind of get like context to all of the stuff mm -hmm. but um they really kind of just put to put it the out there twist yeah right the, the, the big the big reveal at the end of necrom they are just like yeah no this is a thing we're doubling this, down this on it here you go we need to all talk about this right. so if you're trying to stay totally spoiler free um and are avoiding <laughs> advertising now i guess at this point with the new chapter um just be aware we're gonna need to talk about a lot of that stuff and um I, there's again it's worth playing the end of Necrom because it gives you context to this stuff. But at the same time, it's 
the the twist is out there now it's not as much of a shock to me like when i first played it, it was like i'm sorry what just happened right, <laughs> like, right. Wait, what was, it's, what was it's more common knowledge now as part of it so yeah all right so here's what i'm gonna do i'm gonna play the little trailer bit that they played there's not a whole lot of dialogue in it so i'm going to explain for our audio audience what's happening on the screen i recommend if you want go check out this video on youtube there's an elder scrolls lorecast youtube channel or you can check up the trailers and things and so you know what we're talking about as we talk through this yep. uh and lotus if there's anything that you're just like whoa 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 pause <laughs> Sure. Let me know. Um, I will. And here we go. I'm putting it up on the screen right now. And everybody should be able to hear this. So it starts off like I've got it paused right at the opening screen. You have a hooded figure in what appears to be some sort of temple summoning some sort of magic or something from the ground or the world around them. And then there's these other things that are crystallizing around them. So one thing to just jump into a lot with this crystalline like the crystal thing is a theme you're going to see a lot going forward crystals and mirrors um which we kind of got a little taste of with the um infinite archive that launched in the fourth quarter mm -hmm. the bosses in there and stuff like that we got a lot of hints at the crystal stuff so I'm, i think this is going to now that we're seeing more of it and tied into all of this, I think that's going to be a theme for a bit now. Right, right. So that initial scene that you kind of heard in the background as Lotus was talking, you have a figure in the middle of the room doing some sort of summoning thing or something. And then you have another figure reaching into what appears to be a liquid of some sort. I'm backing up to it. This video is very long, so it's hard to be very specific with where I go on the video. Uh, but here, I'm, I'll play it one more time. Oh, no, we're back in the screen. I'm not going to fight with this. Look up the video, but there's some other figure who who's involved here. And then the screen scene I paused on right now is our heroes, our hero characters. Yes. These are the hero together characters. Now, instead of our constantly beating each other up in every video. <laughs> right. Um, right. You got the, the Nord. more between the three yeah. pseudo heroes. Kind of, it's become very one tamriel with the cinematics which is interesting it's pretty cool i like the cooperation of them they're all yeah. cool looking characters uh the nord right the, I mean, the breton the, the altmer exactly and it's like the reason the breton's a necromancer is because the nord impaled him in one of the original <laughs> right? like videos. he died he came back he's I looking a little that, bit long yeah, in the i tooth think he was bit. originally stabbed through the chest in the like uh imperial city dlc trailer so it's like yeah, yeah, they've got kind of a storied history, but they are all on the trail of something. And here, I'm gonna hit play again. Check this out. They're standing at the top of what appears to be an old monument or maybe an alien structure, looking out on what appears to be a uh, a view. We know now that this is kind of the boundaries of like Cyrodiil and yeah, Fallonwood into the West Weald, which is cool. Yeah, and so it's a mix of what we've seen in other games and also not. Right. And so they, they pull out what appears to be a staff. And the things I noticed about the staff, uh, particularly, you have that colored light coming out of the top of it, which might be the same color as what we were seeing in the first scene. Uh, but also at the very top of the staff, there's that... Um, what's the what's the design called it's like uh like two little horns that come up that look oh, very yeah. similar to the teaser thing they put out that i talked about last right week. yeah so i was gonna say i guess for anybody i've still got mine for anybody that's on the video does that actually show yeah, yeah it sort yeah. of does you can see lotus yeah over in the corner um it's almost like part of a um like a harp i think it's called a leer yeah is it's that like what a leer shape a, a, yeah something like that 
Right. Yeah. Um, and yeah, that was very prominent on the little glass fragments we got sent. Right. So that's part of this staff here. Let's go back to the, to the story. And the three of them are looking at it. And then they're looking out into the distance into what looks like an alien ruin with the same kind of glow. Yes. And then we have them now crawling down the side of a mountain, making their way toward that ruin. And a big hulking Daedra shows up above them. And he makes some dark, breathy sounds. And as they walk through here, they nord the north hurls a big thing out of the way. <laughs> so they keep going. And then all of a sudden, the Daedra attacks them and grabs the staff, knocks the Nord off. They have a fight. Yes. Um, this Dramora um, is actually super impactful to the Necrom storyline. Uh, his name's Torvasad, for what it's worth. Um, but he's a pretty big-name player and also oddly unlike a lot of the Dramora you encounter mm -hmm. in the series. He's much less hostile, which you wouldn't get from this video, because he has, Well, like, he could have he could have just offed them here. He has the Nord right. hanging off the side. The Breton is is grabbing him to pull him back up. The Altmer is tossing spells at him, and then he keeps on decorporalizing into like a red mist to yes. dodge them while still pulling the staff. At any point, he probably could have knocked at least two of them off the ledge and then maybe killed the other, but he doesn't. He takes the staff well, and he flees. Exactly. And that's one of the things that um, if you play through Necrom, you'll notice is it's more of when people get injured around him, it's more like tangentially there or it's not so much intentional. It just kind of happens. It's never so much like, oh, I'm a, you know, Daedra tend to not really care about mortal life very much. Right. I might as well he kill actually, you. You're in my way. He yeah. really is just like very much like, well, I'm trying to do this thing. No, just don't literally don't get in my way. It will be fine. No big deal. No, you're, you're hurt. Well, all right, here's a Band-Aid, but like, get out of my way, please. Like, right. which is <laughs> right. weird and very unlike a lot of Dramora. Right, right. So, okay. So he steals the staff. He heads away. They look all worried. They're like, okay, where did he go? Oh, he's going to the ruins that they were headed towards. He appears in like this, almost like he teleported there. And then we get a zoom into the ruins and we have again a scene of this hooded figure who is now glowing on the forehead and the chest and the arms forming some sort of crystalline wings. The Dramora brings up the staff, sticks it into the goo that he put his hands in earlier. It starts glowing. He screams up at the sky. The heroes run in. The woman who was in the... Uh, let's, let's pause here. The woman, we find out that the person in the hood seems to be a female character who is now rising up with these crystalline reflective materials and all of this power is now coming around her almost like the staff helped finish off whatever enchantment she was doing right and she rises up into the air any other thoughts on this one lotus so far well so knowing that she exists from necrom is interesting but we didn't see her as a result from Necrom, mm -hmm. because now, if you're at this point in the thing, you wouldn't know necessarily that this is a Daedric prince. Correct. It may just be a very powerful mage or something like that. Yes, but essentially this is it's Athelia is they because they just straight up name her like right. and we if you play through the story, you'll get that. But they, they didn't sugarcoat it. This is Athelia, um, which is the 
it's essentially a missing daedric prince like we have not realized there's another daedric prince yeah. that was there it's not so much there anymore kind of a jigglag situation but not formed into something else just straight up missing an action straight up missing which leaves all sorts of speculation about like how is a daedric pr prince missing aren't they fundamental in some ways to the to the nature of the world like what else is yes. going on here uh it also makes you wonder like i've got some i've got something we'll hold off on the theories we'll hold off yeah, on the theories we'll, we'll get, get we'll get into that later we'll get through the video first when we're gonna need to get a little like real kind of spoily for a few things uh yeah. that yeah, we got to discuss, but yeah. So um, let's let's continue the video, and then we'll we'll get to that. Yeah, stuff. yeah. All right, here we go. So she's rising up. The heroes run in. The Dramora turns around. She notices them, and then all of a sudden, explodes. <laughs> yep. Like leaves him there. He's looking around. He's got like a portal behind him. The heroes get back up, and then he prepares and runs through the portal. Disappear. Dis disappears. So did she create the portal and leave? Is that what happened here? Uh, they look around like they're looking for anything that's left. They notice a funny looking sigil on the ground and they seem mm -hmm. very confused. End scene. So it's cool. I mean, it's I, you, we've talked about the cinematics multiple times over the years. I love what they do with the cinematics. I would love to oh, watch yeah, a movie so with this good. stuff. It's so good. Um, so that's what we get. And we come to find out, like Lotus mentioned, that this is a Daedric Prince, somebody we've never heard of before. Absolutely brand new to Elder Scrolls. And we're going to have a lot of things to learn about her because we don't know a whole lot at all. Like, what's her dominion? What is she like? What's her realm like? Any of that stuff. Yeah, and it's interesting because that's such a long-standing thing that we haven't really had a, a new Daedric print. Like, this is pretty... This is a big overhaul to the series lore. Um, yeah. Which is interesting because, again, you're going to have some interesting repercussions as a side effect of it because it's like... Um, She's a little more normal looking, which Daedric Princes take all sorts of bizarre forms, mm -hmm. uh, kind of how they want to be viewed. Hermes Mora obviously doesn't care, so he's just this blobby <laughs> nightmare big... world. Right. Um, <laughs> but then you have, you know, Meridia is more Meridia normal. Meridia looks and, kind of like a mortal. Yeah. Right. And yeah. nocturnal that everybody's simping over. Right. It looks very yeah. more of like, like Dark Elf. And this or, is yeah. one of the yeah. less weird Daedric Princes, um, like outside of just like oh yeah no they have like a, a a logical form i guess you'd call it type of thing but at the same time when you look at images of her it's kind of like a weird mix between like the crystalline things coming off her and she's got a lot of they're not really tattoos but like yeah like glowy marks on her body right maybe that's which the best is, way to say is pretty it. weird looking yeah, I'm trying to get to a scene of her in the thing because it's it's so long. I want to I want to get back to that picture, but um, oh here we go. I'll put this up on the screen. Yeah, you can see like the glowing marks. They all look like almost like Daedric script, but not exactly. Not quite. Not quite Daedric script is what they. And look it makes like. me wonder if that symbol that you mentioned that was left behind mm -hmm. is that her very elaborate, like, like her symbol symbol like Hermes Mora has got the like little eye or. You or know, or like the center of it is our symbol and there's decorations around it. Exactly. Or and there's fancy stuff around it. Same right. thing with like, you know, each of the princes kind of have their banner. Right. Is her banner kind of more just like a crystalline structure type of thing? 
Yeah, that's a good question. All right. So here we've got a few minutes before we need to take a break and thank our patrons. Then we're going to talk about some of the other details about like the locations and stuff like that. But real quick, I'm sure the community is probably a little bit split. I'm sure there's going to be some people who are like, cool, need to age prince. Awesome. More lore to, to learn about, mm-hmm. which is kind of how I feel. Uh, but I'm sure there's people out there who are like, wait a minute, there's only this many Daedric Princes and you're not allowed to add more stuff to yeah. that. You know, like, sure trust me, that's already been like yes. a good mix all over the place. All yeah, over the place. From, you're going to hear from what I've seen. Things. And uh, my perspective is if you never add anything new to a series, what are you doing? Like, well, that's kind of the point of have to world building. Right. And the other thing is, and because because like, again, without getting too deep into every single little quest line type of thing um if you actually play through necrom it seems like there's a good reason why this has just not been a thing like it's later on down the timeline one of the things is somebody that i saw was just like oh well, why you know well, well how would nobody ever know about this and i was like you didn't play necrom and they're like no i don't really play elder scrolls online i was like it shows like no, because you they don't explain, know right it yeah. objectively explains right. that in necrom so that's why i know you didn't play necrom like it's part of the story why she's missing like right. and why nobody's heard of her that's part of the thing so like so wh- why don't we why don't we bridge that gap what what's the reason what is so, what's the reason that's given in that story so the problem is what athelia does is athelia can change fate that is one of that's her daedra power mm-hmm. and that's part that of why hermaeus mora was interested in her. yes because right. hermaeus mora can read the tides of fate right he can't change fate so this is like a direct problem kind of to hermaeus mora so because of an event that happens which you start to unravel and that's where you find out about athelia hermaeus mora decides she nope way too powerful big problem here we need to uh delete this one (laughs) and some of the other daedric princes are kind of like well i don't know about doing all of that and he's like incorrect this is for the betterment of everybody right and which which is makes sense in the lore because we have definitely there's definitely history of daedric princes saying we need to do this because mm -hmm. this is not to our benefit like jiggalag is a great example of that right and it's funny enough hermaeus mora seems to have spearheaded that one as well Nermaeus Mora seems like the Daedric Prince killer, actually, which is kind of interesting. Um, he doesn't seem to like competition very much. Or at least he, um, he's, he, he understands fate well enough to know that those, those princes are a particular danger to yeah. whatever his plans are. So as an effect of that, Hermaeus Mora, they banish her, Athelia, and to prevent anyone from being able to figure out where she went with um, Sheagorath, they made Sheagorath out of Jigalag because he went crazy. Like that was his kind of like right. side effect punishment. Right. With Athelia, he was like, we just need to pretend this thing doesn't exist. And what he does is he takes the literal memory of her from the world and splits it into these pieces they're called glyphics in the game they're these little like lock tome things mm-hmm. and he scatters them throughout apocrypha that's basically his idea so he's removed the memory of her from the world with her basically being dethroned so that nobody can try to bring her back right because if you and don't remember that she exists and that memory is broken apart and split then nobody's gonna even know to put for it back together whatever reason torvasad the 
Dramora is has a dream in which he sort of knows something but can't figure out what it is and throughout necrom you're chasing him chasing what he thinks is this dream with the help of a couple other data princes that don't really know exactly what's going on but a chance to overthrow another daedric prince that kind of involved with it so what happens is you get this interesting timeline of everybody chasing something it's like then they always refer to it as like i can't quite remember it it's like trying to remember a dream you mm. get little bits of it but you can't really piece it together and as you find these glyphics because you track down two of them the memory cracks free some of it you get the event the other one because you don't actually find all the glyphics at the end of necrom the second glyphic it cracks open and Hermes more is like oh you shouldn't have seen that that's not good <laughs> like so yeah there Oopsie. might have been a daedric prince um, <laughs> and she might not be around anymore so mm -hmm. the idea was to keep her pinned away forever but torvasad kind of tracked it down and it looks like with the cinematic whatever that third piece is was enough that he i guess finds her or something like that yeah it seems like i mean there must have been things happening in between these two events right right uh but so. yeah maybe there was enough to bring her back into the world <laughs> or something and uh, maybe this was her her imprisonment location sure maybe the aliens had something to do with imprisoning her to begin with right because we also don't really know when this takes place because all the beings involved are sort of timeless right so you right. don't have a good gauge on like well you know if it's an altmer okay at most it's a couple hundred years old it's like well dramora is just reincarnate eventually once they get murdered if they do they're basically right. immortal well the fact and that this um, temple is looks like alien ruins right makes me think so, that we're looking at something that happened like in the Marithic era or in the yep. first era and exactly so this is a very old location and maybe she was imprisoned here somehow mm -hmm. and so now she's not yeah it's it and that's just it so like the idea of her not being remembered is part of the story so i'm curious to see how that goes now that at least for one point she seems like she's sort of back in the consciousness because yeah. she's there again. So I would imagine uh, that after being imprisoned and ganged up on by the other Daedric princes, she's probably pretty pissed. Yeah, I can't imagine she's <laughs> going to be very happy. Yeah, yeah. Gats in, in chat says they mentioned aliens. Yeah, they mentioned aliens. Yeah, they mentioned um, the the specific location. We'll we'll get into after the break because we'll we'll go into that stuff. Uh, but yeah, that aliens were absolutely mentioned in this, and mm -hmm. so it kind of sets things up in a way where it makes sense. Now I would imagine that this all results in at some point in the storyline, whether it's through the events of the storyline this year or the next few years, you eventually overcome her, re-imprison her, everyone forgets about her again, and that's why nobody knows her about her during the times of like Morrowind, Oblivion, and Skyrim, right? Right, like, and same way that they filled in a lot during the season of the dragon with Elsewhere, well, everybody's like, well, dragons didn't exist and all this stuff during that, and it's like, well, no, dragons were in hiding, and if you look at it, it looks like if you there's a huge chunk missing right. from it, like there's really not a lot of information from elsewhere during that mm -hmm. so yeah just because they, you don't know of something didn't doesn't mean it didn't occur right <laughs> it just means that information well, 
isn't available. The the basis of the whole game, without like trying to explain everything, right? Is this takes place during the interregnum, where the libraries were burned and all this information was lost. We're basically dealing with a giant void of lore outside little snippets. And it's kind of neat to see them filling in like, oh, well, yeah, th- th- here, here's part of it. Here's this. The only thing I ever find a little weird is that the unregulated time zone or timeline thing, man, we're busy in this one year. This is a really this, busy so. year. Yeah, I've, I've thought about that, too. How it's yeah, just like, this is hysterical. the longest year ever. The longest 10 years year ever. Oh, my God. All of these things happen all in one year. Right. So that's pretty funny. But <laughs> yeah, that's a little weird. But whatever. OK. But well, yeah, so that's kind of like the uh, Cliff Notes version of. Yeah, no, that was great. And stuff. That was great. Very well done. All right. We need to go take a break and thank our patrons. We'll be back with some more details about the location and some of the other races or characters, all the other stuff that we've mm-hmm. we've learned about. So don't go anywhere. This is a Morak Dragonborn. And you are educating yourself to the Elder Scrolls all right we're back and it's time to thank our patrons including our newest patrons uh let's see white paw i don't remember if i shouted you out last time joshua octavio oh sorry it didn't sound familiar didn't sound familiar okay uh octavio o hannah l Anon7 and Danbaka Solo. <laughs> That's a great nice. name. I love when we get some really good names in these. Nice. Uh, welcome to the Patreon. Thank you for signing up. I hope you are enjoying your ad-free episodes or your stickers, which you'll eventually get if you stick around for three months, or your shirts, which also you get after sticking around for three months, you start getting your first shirt. Uh, or if you are one of our patrons who is at the tier four or higher levels, you can join us on our patron chats, which are coming up because, well, the end of the month is coming up and the 25th is the last Thursday of the month which means it's only a week away so you still have time to sign up if you're listening to this right now and you want to join us so that's what's going on with that also our daedric princes get shouted out every week because if you don't they want to destroy the world and then that's terrible fair. so i mean it's a fair thing right uh yep. belli peritus kiracy and sheogarth sweet roll thank you for supporting us and thank you to all 116 of our current patrons for being here and keeping the show going and i'm gonna be doing some updates to like the logo and hopefully like the intros and things like that over the next few weeks because we're coming up on entering our sixth year six dun, dun, dun. we've done we've now completed five full years going into the sixth that is crazy that is pretty wild that's pretty wild so thank that's you for keeping this going i've been here for four of them which is also weird it's pretty it's thank you for being here with, with me this has been I, a lot I, of fun I, I again i'm glad you invited me ways back i was gonna say i remember still well, i don't know one of the first times we talked was uh i was a listener and um you did your first giveaway and i won a shirt from the show oh yeah that's right that's right I forgot <laughs> and about then that. you invited me on to talk about hermes mora and arena and from there uh, we decided hey we'll just yeah. Well, hey, together. I've been listening to your podcast. Well, I've been listening to your podcast. Well, yeah, I know. Maybe we should talk about this thing like, that we oh, both like. Oh, we listen to each other's <laughs> things anyways. We might as well just cooperate. <laughs> yep. 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 Uh, awesome. Uh, also, if you want to help us out in other ways, leaving a review on Apple Podcasts, a five-star review, will get you read right out on a future episode of the show. We don't have any new ones this week, but actually, you know what? 
I think we do. This one, I don't think I read out last time. The dates on these get a little funny. Yeah, uh, we also have like 10 bazillion like five stars I've noticed on the Spotify thing. Oh, it's yes. Just, there's no words related to it. But thank you oh. for everybody who does that, too. I've noticed like the star count on everything yeah. has gone up a ton because it's just at the top when I open it. So huge thanks for everybody who, who clicks all yes. the little stars. Yeah. And a lot of people have commented on episodes about, oh, I love this episode and that kind of stuff. I try to yeah, review yeah. those every week or two and kind of make sure they get published and stuff. So uh, that's a thing too you can do if you want. Um, but this one comes from a loose dead moose. <laughs> it's another great name in the United States who writes, uh, this is a long one. Thank you. Thank you. I've really been enjoying listening to the podcast. It's definitely time to review. A few months ago, I broke my hand. Oh, I'm so sorry. And had to work overnight at my warehouse for almost two months to heal. My music playlists were getting dull. Shifts were longer and longer, and I was getting bored. For the first time, as I still really don't listen to podcasts, I randomly decided to look up a podcast about Elder Scrolls lore, specifically because I had just purchased the anniversary Skyrim upgrade. Awesome. Uh, man, was I pulled in. I really enjoy the casual yet very well put together podcast. All the guests and sense of community. I've played a good number of the games, and I started reading the two novels by Greg Keyes while I was also listening to the show. It helped me enjoy Elder Scrolls content in a new way, and I'm still only halfway through the episodes. Keep up the good work, and I hope you get to continue doing what you love. Well, thank you so much, Loose Dead Moose. And uh, we mention the novels all the time. I'm glad you got a chance to read those or we listen did. to them. Yeah. Special shout out. Uh, Loose Dead Moose is on the PlayStation Guild with us now. Oh, nice. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. So um, join the Discord if you want to join guilds and things. There's channels in there for all that stuff. And plus, you can also comment on what you think about this new Daedric Prince and all that. So lots of fun ways to engage with us in the community. Thank you for all of your support. All right. Let's move on with the rest of the show. You're listening to the Elder Scrolls Lorecast, dear child of cities. That is why the Night Mother loves you. Uh, ghost to toadlet in chat says best podcast ever oh <laughs> thanks um all right let's see we've got some other videos let's pull this one up this one i don't have to narrate for you because there's actually talking in it uh about some of the stuff that and we'll pause this on occasion and kind of chime in with some thoughts Last year, we saw players explore the Talvani Peninsula and Apocrypha Zones and delved into a story surrounding the Prince of Knowledge, Hermaeus Mora, and master the magics of the Arcanist class. This year, we're inviting players to venture into a Colovian region known as the West Weald. And this region spans the western borders of Cyrodiil to the north and the eastern tip of Valenwood, and many Elder Scrolls players will probably recognize this location from Tess 4 Oblivion. So, okay, so I have to pat myself on the back for the things I did get right. Mm -hmm. It's that look, it's Skingrad and the location yep. around it, which is called the West Weald. I didn't name yep. the West Weald, but this is the location, which totally makes yeah, sense because it fills in on the map. Yeah, the Colovian area. There's, there's a ton of different names for that whole region type of thing. But yeah, yeah I was going to say, when we were looking at Skingrad, that correct <laughs> yeah yeah i even looked at the maps before i did that episode of like okay is skingrad closer to the part of cyrodiil because we did that whole episode about like why the cyrodiil map is different in eso yeah and like skingrad isn't in that part of the cyrodiil map even though it's in right. cyrodiil and if you play oblivion it feels like it's closer to the middle but it's actually on this map kind of in that in between zone between yeah, yeah. It's, it's filling in and, right above like uh, uh reaper's march of malabator Right. You're squishing up that way. Right. So, okay. So we got that location. Uh, I also predicted some things having to do with uh, the Cyrodillians, but then also the Bosmer. Yep. 
And so yes, let's see. Which I was very much in agreement with because um, I actually did listen to that episode. Well, I've listened to all the episodes since I've been missing in action. <laughs> but um, <laughs> yep, um, during our speculation thing, I actually totally agreed. I actually think I might have brought that up that you like I kind of referenced a few things. Yep, I was totally on board. The Bosmer thing made sense, uh, especially with like all the tree stuff on that little like teaser thing. Yeah. The, the leaves, like the autumn leaves that were packed oddly in around it, uh, right. stuff like that. Right. And they explain that this is what that zone kind of looks like, the autumn colors of the yeah. leaves and those kinds of things. Now, the one thing that my craziest thing I put out there was that <laughs> um, the uh, the tree city, the tree, the walking trees, Falonesti uh, was going to be on top of Skingrad. It was going to be like summoned in on top of it because I, I thought was... that would be amazing and ridiculous. <laughs> Obviously, that was too far. <laughs> yeah, but... so I definitely agreed to a, an extent with the Falonesti thing, though. I was really convinced it was Falonesti as well, mm -hmm. especially with the Falonesti Autumn site being right in that area as well. Like, yeah. It's like in the part of Reaper's March. So it's like, oh, man, I really thought that was going to be part of it. Now, I'm going to call this a half win because as we watch through this, you'll see that although it's not Falonesti, there is some weird forest growth happening yeah and they haven't revealed why it's a mystery they say it's a mystery exactly. we'll play that part so maybe that's actually still fallen esty and so i was Something close i was weird. just slightly off on the location maybe right well because fallen esty you know as we there's a reason it's been missing and we still don't know what it is so maybe like, it got forgotten too right and this weird overgrowth thing it's like okay does this lead into some of the explanation for why right. it's essentially missing right all right so let's play some more of the video so yep. you guys can catch up on some of the stuff we're referring to if you haven't seen this yet in our time a dense jungle has suddenly appeared overnight along the valenwin border and the whole region is suffering from a rise in attacks from a mysterious new kind of daedra so the new zone will be familiar for those of you who played Oblivion, but there's something big going on behind the scenes that's causing all this chaos. We're doing something we've never done before in ESO, and we're introducing a whole new Daedric Prince. That is a really big deal. It is, and we are really excited about it. The Gold Road storyline focuses on the return of a forgotten prince named Athelia. And it was great to be able to work with BGS to bring our vision for this new power to life. And we think folks are gonna love what we've created. Okay, so a few things here. First of all, there is a connection between this Daedric Prince returning, the weird Daedra that they haven't seen before, and the growth on the border with Valenwood. Right. All of this stuff coincides. Yeah. So maybe that has a Fallen Esty connection in the past with the forgetting of this prince and these maybe these other Daedra, which only come from their plane of oblivion or something like that. But also, I want to point out that to kind of, I don't know, uh, frame this in a way which might be more palatable to everyone else. He does mention specifically working with Bethesda Game Studios, BGS, right. on the development of this print. So which means that this has Todd Howard's sign off. This has been like, yes, absolutely, you can do this. This is good for our understanding of the lore. Maybe some of this plays into the next Elder Scrolls game. Who knows? That's what Ark has been convinced of. He's like, is this going to 
give us a weird nod are they laying the groundwork for something in elder scrolls 6 yeah and they might be but whether that happens or not we know that they have official approval this isn't them going off the rails and saying well we want to do this crazy thing this is a like yeah no this is this is cool they've checked not only with their lore master but the the experts at bethesda game studios and have said okay yeah this is good we're going to go in this direction Uh, right which feels like a commitment for the whole entire series in some way yeah so so cool. All right, let's move on with the uh, the video. In last year's Necrom chapter, we dropped a major cliffhanger. Mysterious forces discovered the existence of this forgotten Daedric Prince, Athelia. In Gold Road, you'll discover that Prince is now free with dire consequences for all of Tamriel. I don't want to- Dire consequences for all of Tamriel. This is the best season of The Bachelor yet. <laughs> yeah we one That's what thing that feels i will like. say which i super do love this story and like i do like these like i i really enjoyed like what we got last year and how it kind of is expanding out past just a one-year story thing um but it is funny because that is one of the things we had like a much more small-scale conflict with high isle and like right back to world doom ending events yeah. with like necrom and into gold road yeah but it's fun like it's fun. yeah no i, I totally I, I mean yeah having a, a mystery daedric prince arrive out of nowhere is kind of hard to not have that be like kind of world ending doom yeah absolutely but it, it's fun it's yeah and i make the joke about like the bachelor like those types of shows every season the most dramatic season of this show you've ever seen like every season <laughs> this kind of feels like that because of course this is marketing right they have to say like right this is the coolest thing we've ever done in elder scrolls online and it might be like it might actually be but it's subjective it's like saying we serve the best pizza in the city it's like well according to who <laughs> right like this one guy that likes to come in all the time right yeah the world famous pizza right or like the guy on bob's burgers who just comes and eats at the burger place every day uh what's his (laughs) name i don't know if you watch bob's burgers but there's the one guy that's always there like every day it's like his favorite restaurant um yeah yeah all right let's let's keep going with this uh here we go go into too much detail yet because we'll be diving deeper into the story shortly but this is really big and we are very excited to see how our community reacts as they learn more about Athelia and her allies. All right, so we have a new zone and a story about the return of a long lost Daedric Prince, but there's something else arriving with the Gold Road chapter that Matt touched on that our players have been asking about for a long time, and that's scribing. Yes. All right, so I'm going to pause it there because we can explain the rest of this. And they, of course, they go into the other stuff. They go into like, oh, we're getting this many dungeons and this many whatever. And, and this is what you're going to be able to do in the new zone. It's all very, you know, by the numbers at this point. Sure. But but this is the other big detail here. Scribing, which is effectively a combination of spell shaping and skill sh- uh, shaping. Spell. Yeah, it's like I, people, yeah, everybody obviously was just saying it's spellcrafting. Like, it's basically spellcrafting, and they're just not using that yeah. term. So, but so it I'm also works for skills now, that don't have magic involved. Right, and I'm right. allowed to say now that I actually got to see this presentation uh, with some people with Zoss on, thir- on Tuesday. So t- during that with the stream team, Everybody was just like, oh, so it's spellcrafting. Like, no, it's not spellcrafting. <laughs> like, <laughs> don't call it that. Like, we get it. It's very similar to spellcrafting. We understand. But it's like the reason they try, they're trying to say that it's like, it's the precursor to spellcrafting. Like, it's 
not exactly spellcrafting because because it again it encompasses more than just spells and stuff like that but it's the idea behind spellcrafting with the ESO twist and personally I did not it, that one kind of caught me off guard and actually we've gotten several responses from we've in many previous prediction episodes on Tales of Tamriel, we were like, it's going to be spellcrafting. It's going to be right, spellcrafting. Right. This year, other people like Skinny Cheeks and Nephis were like, oh my God, I think we're finally getting spellcrafting and Hack the Minotaur and stuff like that. And Ark's like, so do you think we're getting spellcrafting? I was like, nah, man, we haven't gotten it yet. There's no <laughs> chance we're getting spellcrafting. And Ark just goes, yep, I don't think so either. And we moved right past oh, it. Man. And the first year we just blow the idea off, that's when it's actually like a form of spellcrafting. Which makes sense. It's the 10th year. They want to do something big and they want to give the, you know, it sounds people something really they've cool. been asking for. Also, how do you feel about it, Rich? Okay. <laughs> this is the, for anyone listening, you need to pull up the video because I paused Rich making the most ridiculous face. Uh, he seems like, okay, cool. Uh, yeah, I'm cool with it. Cool, man. Yeah, it looks like, it, that actually looks very similar to his response to me being like, so it's spellcrafting. <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, yeah, kind of. But um, um, this is spellcrafting, Rich. Okay. So, and I do like the term scribing. I actually think that's kind of neat. Mm -hmm. um yeah if it's kind I, of the other terminology they've been using for other things it's like a feels. learning thing like oh yeah. yeah you're you're taking notes you're forming this stuff like okay i like that um right. whereas i've made my disdain for infinite archive uh from endless archive uh well known <laughs> because i think that's a weird name uh, right okay <laughs> so like let's infinite so let's, like yeah, let's get into the detail name what, for what we've got right what what is this though what what is scribing it's so fundamentally yeah, it's, it's like you take a skill and then you get other ways of adjusting and customizing the skill right right so if you play the old games it's kind of like so you've got this skill which is your grimoire and then you get all these little attachments essentially which is sort of like if you think of um it's almost like attachments on a gun in it's almost Fallout, like attachments on right? a gun like this or, one raises your your dps you shoot faster this one yeah adds this an one effect to vampire. the bullets or like, and this one yeah. gives it frost but right. this one makes it an aoe or whatever right so you plug in whichever components you want onto this thing and it will i assume modify its costs and channel time if it takes a while to cast because it's a mess or is it like do you have to find a target for it or right. does it just work in an area so you basically wow. are lego piecing all of these parts of skills together to make a tool set that you want to now use which is kind of wild to think about the and balance I, on this must be insane because there's already what seven classes with yeah. all of their skills, plus all the other skill lines, plus all of the weapons and armor that you can get, which just grows year after year after year. Yeah. And now and on top of that, you'll be able to, I think there's like a primary, there's like a secondary, and there's like a tertiary. A tertiary, you, yeah. Right, and you choose all the different settings, and there's all the variabilities between any of those settings for any skill. The, the number of permutations of different builds is insane at this point yeah it really is um I, I one of the big things that they were saying is like they worked very hard for balance yeah um to not uh, just have it go luck. completely off the rails right. which i i make no bones about 
let me just be overpowered. I don't care. Like whatever. Also, do whatever I want. Also, That's with fine. that many permutations, I don't. How do you? How do you even? Like, holy crap! Stuff is going to get by, even with testing. Like, that's just one of those things where it's like, when bugs get through in Bethesda games, it's like, oh, why did this crash? It's like, well, because I didn't have a watermelon on this castle wall in the other fifty trillion gameplay. Yeah, Dave and I uh, on the StarCraft Lorecast episode that we did today went over the new patch notes for Starfield because it's been months. Yeah, it's been months, and some of the patches are like, you know, oh, they fixed the the weird glitches with the shadows in this kind of scene. Yeah, okay, cool. And then some of them are things that are just so specific, like if you connect this module onto ship to this other module and then disconnect it and then reconnect it while a ship lands yep. at the facility that you're currently at then this glitch occurs and it's like yeah then then it deletes the the service attendant like, right right and it's like, like what there's no way the testing team would have found that because it's so specific and so peculiar but once you have millions of people play the game over the last six right. months that stuff starts to show up because sure. somebody's gonna do that right 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 but so yeah this just adds so much i feel like <clears throat> one of the big things this adds a very, very, very strong single-player Elder Scrolls feel, uh, where it's just very much you get to design your character to do all this weird stuff. I like that. Um, I like that. Because and I think that's very cool. Um, I yeah. hope they allow it to be adequately powerful as mm-hmm. well and not have it... Well, we don't want it to be overpowered, so it's too toned down, because I love the idea of all of this. It sounds awesome. And yeah. as this little side thing to it, it's got cosmetic stuff that you can do with right, it, which right. people were losing their mind over. Right. You can change the way the effects look and the colors or the um, like, I'm going to drop a cloud of toxic smoke instead of this, you know, crazy looking dangerous magic. Yeah, or it's not embers anymore. Now it's poison gas right. or whatever, which is super um, cool because I had a poison build archer for a while and i was mm-hmm. using a bunch of skills that all procked venom and poison and those kinds of things sure. and even my my even my outfit like i i specifically was using the outfit where you have got little poison vials on your waist yep. and like oh yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. build right i know what you're talking about yeah, yeah. yeah hazardous alchemy yeah yeah and i was like i was like oh this is cool and that's part of the fun like uh, you're somebody who goes and plays all the end game content so you you yep. do builds and stuff for that but as somebody who more likely plays the story content and prefers kind of the open world stuff and is much more casual about my playing. I still enjoy the customizing of my characters, the building of uh, alts and customizing them. You want to feel like the character you're building. Right. And one of my dilemmas is my main character. I've over the years have changed the build. I was like, oh, what if I turn them into a vampire? What if I go with this build? What if I get a bunch of money and get this new gear and go with this build? And I've tried changing a few times, but pretty much for the last Last, I want to say two to two and a half years. I've just used the same abilities. I've just used the same gear. Because they're just strong and they work. Because it's strong and it works. And yeah. on the on the few occasions that I decide to do something, you know, a little bit more dangerous with a group or whatever, I'm still pulling good enough numbers. And this works for me. It works really well for just getting around the overworld and just oh, decimating sure. <laughs> everybody uh, in that stuff. So I don't need to change it. But there isn't a whole lot of customizing other than, well, maybe I don't want to use a bow anymore. Maybe I want to use spells or, you know, like... You can yep. go that route. But with this, all of that is a very long way to say with scribing, you can change out the little pieces in the way that those 
skills and abilities work while still keeping the main focus of your character. I don't have to right. get new armor or new weapons in order to do something different. I don't have to change the character out of very fundamental level and I'll start 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 using a bunch of vampire skills or something like that. I can sure. just customize the skills that I like and then play with them and be like, well, yes. maybe I do more and of this or maybe I do more of that. One thing that I think is really cool uh, from my perspective of just I like to explore the world and stuff, tracking down all this stuff mm -hmm. is going to be super fun. Like, I'm, I'm a big fan of that because you can explore and collect this stuff. And even though I, I'm not the biggest cosmetic person, it's whatever. I'm glad people like it and stuff like that. One big selling point was the fact that all of these things uh, are supposed to have ways that you can get them in game. Yeah. Like you go yeah. and explore the world and that's how you collect this stuff. And that's part oh, of the fun of an MMO is being able to go in the world and find all the things and collect stuff. So it's like, that's just it. It's like between collecting your grimoires and then all your modifications to it, to runes and tablets and all this stuff. And then it's like, oh, well now I want it to look purple. So now I'm going to go exploring out and see if I can track that down. It's like, that gives you so much exploration around the world to track all these things down, which I think is really, really cool. Yes. So that all plays into it. And one of the last things I wanted to cover as we're getting close to the end of the episode is how does this fit into the lore? Do you feel like this whole thing, like customizing your abilities, customizing your magic makes sense from a lore perspective? So I do, because honestly, it's felt more weird that it isn't in the game to me yeah. than that it's being added. Um, I actually really thought that they would have a much more uh, mage focus when it, more so if we ever got something like this because we were calling it magic spellcrafting like, spe as like specifically to, spellcrafting right, right, right which is not really what it ended up being because that's where i was i was like oh well when we get the college of winterhold we'll probably get spellcrafting yeah or last year with the Telvanni Peninsula. It's like, oh, okay, well, you know, Telvanni yeah. mages, they're always learning stuff. So it's like having this get added, I'm curious kind of how we're going to be introduced to the system in game, but having the system in game makes total sense to me. It's actually been weird that it hasn't been part of the game and it sort of was kind of weird uh, that you couldn't really super do that in Skyrim. Yeah, I, it, I, it, it right. was in Oblivion and it was super breakable and it was in right, Morrowind, yeah, Morrowind it was absolutely. even more breakable yes, and right. it was in uh, Daggerfall and it was just nonsensically breakable and it wasn't in Arena because Arena was the bones of what was going to come sure. but it's like it's 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 consistently in the series so the fact that it's being added to this totally makes sense to me like just I seems agree. like it should be there. I, I agree. I also think that um, when we get oftentimes in these games in the series, when we get like, oh, this is a big bad guy or this is a very powerful person who has mastered magic or whatever, they're always capable of doing things in interesting, unique ways. It's not just, oh, now I've got like the mega fireball spell that everybody can learn from the college. Sure. Right. It's all about. Oh, based on their deep learnings, they broke reality by spellcrafting something that nobody's ever done before. Right. There's a sure. lot of that kind right, of thing right, going right. on. So it makes sense that like spells aren't just 
recipes where you follow the letter of the recipe, they're recipes in the sense that you go, well, what if I replace this component with this other component? We'll see what happens with the spell now. Yeah. How like likely am I to explode? Right. Like, am I going to explode? <laughs> am I going to summon a bunch of uh, imps into my kitchen? Yeah. Or am scamps. I, yeah, some scamps, like just like scamp kitchen or yeah, just scamping it up. Or am I going to come up with like a new shield that, you know, breaks down anybody's ability to pierce me with arrows, you know, like, or whatever, right. you know, like it always feels like there was a crafting element to the the designing of spells and even even something like how you wield your weapon is always particular to the individual sure you got to learn sure. the fundamentals of the way that you use martial arts or whatever but then you make it yours you make it yours you go oh well i do more of this kind of thing because i'm more comfortable or i find it's more effective or whatever right so being yeah, able to I'm customize just, that stuff makes a lot like of sense. i said i'm just very curious to see how it will be introduced um to us like as a system because there's always a way to introduce it especially when it's new so it's like i'm just curious what will be the story around introducing this to us um because i think that actually could be pretty interesting honestly yeah yeah I, we'll have to see there's a lot yeah. of stuff that i mean they've hinted at a lot of things clearly they didn't they didn't reveal everything yeah and there's more coming we know like they yeah. they, they only told us you know the first two quarters with some information they just gave us hints as to Q3 and Q4 like they did last year, where it's just like, yep, more stuff coming. There's there's a housing thing. There's a PVP thing. There's a companion thing. There's more quality of life stuff. It's like, yeah. well, what do those mean? Nope, we'll tell you later. It's like, yep, there's even a free, free trial right now. So if you want to there is an ESO, ESO Plus is uh, available as well. So even right. if you already have the game, um, you have access to literally everything except the newest chapter because ESO Plus is just free right now. So if yeah. you don't usually play with ESO Plus, uh, do all your surveys, jam all the stuff <laughs> in the crafting bag. <laughs> yeah, and if you haven't played the game at all, just load in, pick a zone, see what looks cool, do some of the stories, see how it plays out. I, I think you probably will be surprised that it's actually, you know, uh, it doesn't play exactly like Skyrim, but that's okay because it does its own thing and it does its own thing well at this point. So it's, so it's worth checking. As somebody out. going through all of the games in the series, You'd be shocked how few of them actually play that much like each other. <laughs> right, There's an overarching right. theme to how they play. <laughs> but just because you played Skyrim, I don't suggest that means you should dive right into like Battlespire. Yeah. Or, or even Morrowind. The, the, the Morrowind. The, the missing 10 of your swings at the rat at the beginning Red, of the game is kind of the Red crab guard or whatever. where you're just in third yeah. person and you don't create a character at all. It's yeah. like, yeah. They're. they're the series is very different from game to game, and this is just the most current iteration of it. So, yeah. So, uh, hi to Bob. Hi to Rosticus. Rosticus says in chat, "I want a skitchen, scamp kitchen." I like it's it. All, it's a portmanteau. All right, skitchens it is. Skitchen. Somebody copyright it. Skitchen. Uh, yeah. Thank you everybody for joining. Bronzo is jumping in here. Welcome everybody. Trevor Lee Hills popped in because he found the fall lorecast. Yeah, we we happen to be at the end of the stream. We're just kind of uh, vamping at this point, just talking about some <laughs> of the stuff. But if if you missed the beginning of it, go back and listen, or you know, wait for the yeah, the actual audio stuff. episode or whatever. Um, but yeah, exciting stuff. We'll be back next week with our patrons. We got patron chat coming up. If you are one of our patrons who is going to be on the chat, feel free to share some ideas on the Discord. We'll come up with something to talk about maybe we'll just talk about this next year and the idea of a new daedric prince and how that makes everybody feel or you know you never know uh but <laughs> lotus you have other stuff you want to share before we head out 
No, if you want to hear how uh, correct or <clears throat> very incorrect we were on a lot of things, uh, we <laughs> actually um, recorded an episode of Tales uh, that we launched literally right before the reveal. Uh, I think it came out Tuesday because, again, since I got the sneak peek, I was like, oh, crap, I can't give any predictions if I'm actually able to see this because this would just be a huge breach of NDA. Um, <laughs> or strangely, so, how does Lotus, how is Lotus well, so he guessed everything accurate? with pinpoint accuracy. Or how did he get everything have... so wrong in order to make sure he didn't break NDA? <laughs> just, just, just intentionally do it wrong. But um, yeah, we're so, going to get uh, 12 new Daedric Princes, yeah, everybody. Uh-huh, <laughs> that's right. And here are their names. <laughs> <laughs> they start naming off like dwarves. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> dopey and sleepy. um so yeah we had our prediction episode um we also have our if you are uh i don't know interested in my very brief synopsis just for the sake of it of the uh episode or uh, the previous chapter we have a full spoiler cast with um avron doodles and um TS Benefactor from the Imperial Library. We do our yearly collaborations where we go through the whole year of stuff. Um, so that's really what I've been doing. Otherwise, I have just been um, recovering so that I feel better. Um, yeah. And things are on the mend. So hopefully I can actually get back to doing stuff as my surprise streams that i had planned for uh the break where i could finish daggerfall didn't work when i couldn't not cough for four seconds <laughs> yeah i can't imagine so uh yeah, yeah hopefully i'll be able to do that and we can finish up daggerfall soon but uh yeah no i'm just very excited for all the new stuff awesome well i'm glad you're feeling better i was a Thanks. little i was a little worried but no you, i'm doing I'm, I'm on the mend i promise yeah and uh i've got a bunch of stuff i'm doing you guys know how this goes uh robotsradio.net for all the links and then of course if you're into fallout or starfield or lord of the rings or mass effect i do lore casts about those plus there's lots of other shows by the rest of the community and the, a bunch of people on robots radio who have their own podcasts about all sorts of cool stuff so go check that stuff out uh thank you for being here we'll be back next week and until then stay safe out there because you never know how many daedric princes might show up We'll see you later. Bye, everybody. <laughs> see you later. Thanks for joining us. We'd love to hear from you. You can reach me on Twitter at robots underscore radio or Lotus of Doom at Lotus of Doom. Also, you can join us on the Robots Radio Discord channel. You can easily just search Robots Radio Discord on Google or check the description underneath the podcast. Also, this podcast is recorded live every week on Thursday nights. 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Pacific on the Robots Radio channels on Twitch, YouTube, and on Facebook. So just search Robots Radio on any of those platforms. Come join us. We'd love to chat with you while we record the show or before or after. Either way, just come hang out with us. And if you're looking for more information about my shows and the shows on the Robots Radio network, go to robotsradio.net for all the information about all the shows on the network, including the Robots Radio Rocket Club, where I help both new and existing podcasters to grow their shows build their audiences and create the best podcast they possibly can all of that at robotsradio.net we'll see you next time